everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. As always, thank you so much for joining us. No matter where you found your podcast, we are there to bring you information from the experts in the industry, as well as just good people on this earth. And that is where this next person fits in in both categories. And that's our dear friend, Mary Gavoni. Mary, it is so good to talk to you again. Oh, it's so good to be with you too, Kevin. I, I, I miss seeing you and, and hopefully as, as things change more, we'll be able to actually get together in I would person. Love that. that would be fantastic. And that's, that's a goal of mine because it's been way too long since I've actually seen your face. So I know that, that would be great. You know, I feel like, you know, you and I talk quite a bit, but I feel like you're on the podcast whenever something changes. And I feel like, you know, you're <laughs> that go-to person whenever we have to talk about a change that's happened. Yeah. And I know that there's been some uh, changes suggested, uh, you know, and I want to make sure that I get the wording correct and everything else. But whenever it comes to masking in the dental practice, and obviously we wanted to have you on as that expert oh, uh, to talk about that. Yeah, let's let's kind of, yeah. would you mind just kind of setting the framework of what we're going to talk about? And then let's dive into it a little bit. Absolutely. What has happened in the last several weeks is that the CDC updated their masking recommendations for public settings. So in other words, they have said that it needs to be um, based on community levels. And they're looking at the, we actually have some good news to talk about um, with respect to COVID and that the numbers of new cases are decreasing throughout most of the country. Um, they're actually in some isolated areas of the country, there are very low numbers of cases, hospitalizations are decreasing, and COVID deaths are decreasing slightly, although I think it was Monday we surpassed 6 million deaths um, globally, which is just a Crazy. scary, scary, scary number. Yes. Yeah. So the CDC essentially said that if you are um, up to date on your vaccines, meaning you've had as many shots as you're supposed to have for either Moderna or um, Pfizer or one with um, Johnson and Johnson, and you've had a booster that's considered to be up to date, then you shouldn't need to wear a mask indoors. But they've also said that nobody needs to wear a mask indoors in areas where the COVID um, cases are low. And so now they're rating them with colors. Green is, is low, yellow is medium numbers of cases, and orange is high. So most people interpret that, unfortunately, as, well, they said we don't have to mask, wear masks indoors. But it really depends. What's the incidence of cases in your area? There's still some parts of the country where they're high. So you have to be diligent and either pay attention to signs on buildings as you're going in or advisories from maybe a local health department or go to the CDC website. They have a great COVID tracker that you can go down to individual counties in any state and know what the numbers of cases are. The bad thing for, I think, a lot of dental professionals that, you know, we talk to all the time is that it's very confusing in that what is a public setting and is there a difference between a public setting and a healthcare setting? And the answer, according to the CDC, is yes. The CDC has not changed their masking guidelines for healthcare facilities. 
at least not yet. And so until they do, the CDC guidance is that we practice source control, meaning that patients come in with a face mask on and they leave with a face mask until they get outside the building and that the team members wear a face mask when they're not in the treatment rooms. So at the front desk, if I'm in the hallway and, and so forth. So unfortunately, we got some information that was confusing last week from one of the major dental organizations that seemed to imply that these public space masking guidelines apply in dental offices, and they really don't. Um, and, and I know that that's been one of the biggest frustrations everybody has had all along during the pandemic. We hear one thing, then we hear something else, and we don't know who to believe. But the thing that dental practices really need to keep in mind is if your state dental board requires you to follow CDC guidance and CDC guidelines, which about two thirds of them do, then you still have to follow those masking guidelines. You, you absolutely must follow those, but you can opt not to. I mean, anybody can opt not to, but you're assuming some risk if something happens or if somebody questions. Sure. It, it's just so very frustrating. We don't need more confusion. No. And, and you know, I, I was joking about you coming on whenever something changes. <laughs> and I know early on in the pandemic, you and I were talking a lot because a lot <laughs> so much was changing. And I do feel like that some dental professionals got so frustrated early on. And yeah. now we're seeing a frustration with, my gosh, we're two years into this pandemic now. Yeah. You know, so so is is it something that you're hearing from the clients that you work with that, you know, what what the frustration we're hearing from our patients, from each other, you know, maybe we just kind of look the other way on the guidelines, even though it's not what we're supposed to be doing. No, oh, you're you're exactly right. People in general, people have COVID fatigue. We're tired of it. We want this pandemic over with. We don't want to deal with it anymore. And I hear a lot of people saying they don't want to fight with their patients. Yes. That patients assume that if the masking guidelines have been dropped in their state or their area, that that means in healthcare facilities, but it really doesn't. If they went to the local hospital to visit someone or for some kind of an appointment, they would be told they have to put their face mask on and they wouldn't argue about it. But when they come in the dental office, they do. Um, and it has kind of always been that way. And, and I always tell groups, it's like, we let the inmates run the asylum. They don't like to do it. So we back off and we say, okay. Now, is it highly risky right now? No, it's not. Is it, you know, the worst case scenario? I tell people, you know, you can still go to heaven, even if you don't follow that, <laughs> that information. But we still need to be cognizant of the fact that we are held to that standard of following the CDC guidance and, and listening to the news reports about CDC guidance and guidelines. We have to be smart about it and see, does it apply to the general public or does it apply to healthcare settings or does it apply to both? You know, and I think so often dentistry, you know, I, I remember the pushback there was whenever dentistry wasn't considered essential at the start of the pandemic. Yeah. And, and I know how many people would love for dentistry to be thought of in the same light as medicine. And yet 
whenever it comes to the masking, we're like, I'm not so sure that we want to do that, you know. Uh, and and I think that that's really what what you said is so smart about. If you're going in the hospital, of course, it's second nature that you would think that you're going to do that. Yeah. Well, you know, and you're exactly right. I tell people that all the time. We fought so hard um, in dental organizations to become part of mainstream healthcare, which we should be. The you know, it's the old adage: the mouth is connected to the rest of the body. We should be there. Yep. But along with that, which dentistry sort of wasn't used to previously, comes regulation and comes you know guidelines and things that you have to follow. Um, dentistry has still escaped the whole accreditation um, uh, mechanism, I guess, for lack of better description, that, you know, physician practices, especially if they're owned by a hospital, have to go through an accreditation process and dentistry does not. So they're kind of left to, you know, work on the honor system, which I think that we do for the most part, but not always. No. So and, and yeah. that COVID fatigue that you talked about, I know that, you know, uh, whenever I get in an Uber anymore and it's required that we mask, it's like, well, it's, uh, you know, moments. It, it absolutely yeah. is. But I think it's so important that we, we think about and And I know you talk about this on your Monday calls with, with those amazing women who make up the <laughs> compliance divas. And I know you're one of those and certainly want to give a shout out to all of you leading infection control and prevention thought leaders that are out Thank there. You. Uh, you know, but I know it comes up so often about what's coming next and what we need to prepare for. And granted, we're turning right now from learning to avoid COVID to learning to live with COVID. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's an important mindset for us to bring into the practice as well. Absolutely, because we don't know when or where the next COVID variant may may strike or or may start to spread. Maybe we've reached the saturation point where enough people have been exposed and and vaccinated and so forth that it'll be like the flu. It may get bad, but it won't become a pandemic um, like it has been. But we just don't know. And and what we've learned through the course of the pandemic is that there's so many lasting effects with people who get long haul COVID syndrome. And um, we don't tend to see those kinds of things with things like influenza. So this is unique and a lot more dangerous than influenza has been. So, yeah, we don't know what the next thing is. We don't know that it couldn't be some kind of a bacterial infection that comes along and sure. and um, causes another another problem. So we just have to keep up our guard and follow best practices and for lack of, of better description, just suck it up and do the right thing. You know, and, and it goes back to a conversation I know you and I have had, I have had with the leaders at OSAP about how dentistry has always been on the leading edge of infection control and prevention, HIV, AIDS, all the way to today. And I think that we've got to, as a dental profession, keep that in mind that this isn't the time to let the guard down. We have to keep being that leading example whenever it comes. We do. And we don't have, like many hospitals will have high infection rates, um, healthcare-acquired infections. We don't have that happen in dentistry. And I think it's because we do a good job. But just because we're tired of hearing about it, dealing with it, doesn't mean that we can back off because we owe it to ourselves, first of all, um, to keep ourselves healthy so we can 
deliver that care to the patients, but we owe it to the patients to give them, as as OSAP says, the safest dental visit. Absolutely. We owe that to them. And let's yeah. make sure, you know, there's a lot of information that always floats out there, but to go to the CDC website, to go to the OSAP website, the yes. trusted thought leaders, and make sure that that's where you're getting your information from is so important right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know and I think it's, it's very important um, to give a shout out to, of course, the dental assistants during Dental Assistance Recognition Week. Amen. Because so many times they're the ones that are doing the infection control procedures and they're the ones that are in charge of infection control and they need information. They need to be armed with that because in many cases they have to butt heads with people who say, no, 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 it's not that important. And dental assistants everywhere should be commended for their persistence in, in striving for the best infection control. Absolutely. And again, long before we knew what COVID-19 was to today, uh, in fact, uh, dental assistants, thanks for all that you've done to keep you, your patients, your family, everybody safe. Absolutely. And Mary, I know that's a passion of yours, obviously, and I and I teased the, the compliance divas a few minutes ago, and I know that you all are keeping on top of everything that is going on as far as changes <laughs> go, and it is an ever-shifting world in that respect, I know. It is. It's just, it's 24-7. I, I keep thinking maybe we'll get a break and things will calm down a little bit. And just when I think that, of course, something else else happens. But um, eventually we'll get to a place where things, I think, will level out and we won't be as fearful as we have been. But I do believe that our awareness and our patients' awareness of infection prevention and in our practices is forever changed and forever elevated beyond where it was before. And I think that can never be a bad thing. That's a, a really Absolutely. good thing. No. Yeah. I, I agree completely. And I know, you know, there's going to be people that have questions because we're going to record this podcast and who knows, something may change next week. I mean, let's be honest, you know, it, as I said, yeah. it's ever shifting. How do they get a hold of you? Tell us a little bit about Compliance Divas, all that good stuff, please. Oh, absolutely. They can reach the Compliance Divas um, at our website, thecompliancedivas.com. And they can ask questions at support at thecompliancedivas.com. Or they could send them directly to me, mary at marygavoni.com. Any and all questions are, are welcome. Happy to help out. Happy to try to get everyone with the most accurate information. So you told me something before we went on the air and I've got, I'm sorry, I got to give you a shout out for this because I know you have been a dental assistant at heart for a few years now. And, and, and I just want to, you know, and, and do you want to mention your anniversary or do you want me to? Sure. Just, like, I'm happy do. to. Please do. I, my first day working in dentistry was March 10th. 1972, which is probably before many of our listeners were born. Wow. And I had the good fortune to be hired to work for an amazing dentist. Can I give him a shout out Please, as well? Absolutely. Dr. William North in Lansing, Michigan, who I'm guessing in the early days may have thought a few times, what did I do? <laughs> um, but I was so fortunate that he um, was he is still with us, but at the time when I was working with him, an amazing teacher, mentor, fabulous clinician, and such a great role model that um, it he ignited the passion 
for dentistry and dental assisting in me. And I am forever grateful for that. But 50 years is a scary well, number. But I, but I will wow. say, I have seen that mentors, that mentorship and leadership and teaching go on through everything you've done through the American Dental Assistance Association, through everything you've done with OSAP, all the, the different times that you and I have crossed paths since I came into the industry more than 20 years ago. It's been yeah. great just to have you as that, that uh, beacon of here's how you do things. Oh, and, and, and I really do appreciate you and your friendship. So thanks for all you've done. Oh, as I appreciate you and, and all the great things that you do for dental assisting that that we, we can't do enough, I think, to Absolutely. to uh, help them come along. So, you know, and, and this podcast will go out right at the very end of Dental Assistant Recognition Week. And and my hope is that one of these days before I leave this earth that every week is Dental Assistant Recognition Week. So my yeah. sentiments exactly. Why yeah. does it why is it only one week? Why <laughs> it should be every day should be Dental Assistance Recognition Recognition Appreciation Day. Amen. So Amen. you're right. Well, we're going to work on that, uh, keep working on that, because I know you and I have banged that drum together for quite some yes, time. Yes, we have. So, well, Mary, thank you so much for your guidance and and, uh, and letting people know exactly what's going on out there. I do appreciate that. Great. Thank you. Absolutely. And thanks to all of you. Again, dental assistance, thank you. We can't say that enough for all you do today and every day. Keep your patients safe to stay on top of things and to really be that heartbeat and soul of the practice. You are appreciated more than you know. But for this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, powered by Ignite DA, my name is Kevin Henry, signing off, and as always, wishing you great success ahead. Together, we rise.